WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are and it is awesome. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch. You hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot to back. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. If you smell... What the game is playing! Live on the Wild Talk Radio. Yowie wowie! everyone welcome to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com brought to you by our friends over at mbg films check them out youtube.com slash mbg 1211 and if you're listening to us over on rackradioshow.com wildtalkradio.com or directly on twitch thank you so much for tuning in we greatly appreciate it if you're on twitch and you happen to have a prime gaming sub available you can use it here for free for 30 days all you have to do is hit the little purple button at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free it is that simple and i think i think guys yes you have, what, two more days? Two more days on September. You can get 25% off all gifted subs for a limited time, thanks to Team Fight Tactics. Rox will tell you about that in detail more. But you have two days left on it. Two days, guys. And then it's October. Then it's October. Then mm-hmm. it's October, and September is gone. And, and you September just have to subscribe. The regular way. The regular way, but you have two days left on it, so you know claim that. You can also follow the channel, hang out, chat, or listen to the archive. I'm happy to have you any way we can get you. And I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining us, as always, is the ever faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman, Sir Rockin. We're here. We're live. We're doing a thing. It's the rack. Tweet us at Wild Talk Radio. I'm Rockin' Show. Ellen's work on the Wild Talk Radio. 
twitch.tv slash wtlive.com to interact with us throughout the night because we're talking about things. We're talking about AEW things and more. Oh, it's been an interesting week in the world of professional wrestling and beyond. And beyond. Oh, my goodness. So... Uh, let's get right into the news. Uh, unfortunately, we do have two more releases that we have to report. Um, I don't think one is a huge surprise, considering what we talked about regarding him. Um, Matthew Riddle has been formally released from WWE. It came out over the weekend. Um, so he has been let go um, for reasons that we all know, mainly behavioral reasons. Um, I think it was kind of a three-strikes-you're-out policy on him, and he struck out. So, best of luck to him. And Ikemanjiro has also been let go from NXT, which is a little sad. I always liked Ikeman, but I don't think they could ever get anything quite going for him. Yeah, Riddle's a thing. Um... <laughs> He's, um, he, yeah, he had three strikes, I guess. Best way to put it. And now he's going to be a free agent and he'll go back out and maybe he'll, he'll team up. You know, Rob Van Dam's been more active. Maybe him and Van Dam can finally be a tag team on the Indies. And maybe, be. maybe they're the future AEW World Tag Team Champions. Oh, God. Can you think of, think about that duo? I'm thinking about it. I'm honestly a little scared. Like, I, th- I, I feel like you would get a contact high. Uh, yeah, contact high. That's a, Probably a thing be a thing with the two of them. Yeah. But and Ike Manjiro, um, Blazin and Hasten. Um again, given opportunities, maybe as for his release, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But best of luck to them. Um and it's now officially official so we can talk about it. This has been brewing for a while. Rumors came out that Jade Cargill was planning on leaving AEW. She did. But the other side of that rumor is that she was planning to sign with WWE, but there's never anything concrete until this week where WWE and Jade officially announced that she has signed with the company. She has already started the PC training and she should be appearing on TV very, very, very soon because I think they're just having her go through the basics and kind of assessing where she's at to sort of help her get ready to go and then they will bring her to TV. But the second really big jump, as it were, from AEW. And this is good, I hope. I'm curious to see what they can do with her, and I'm curious to see what she can do with them, essentially. She is the first official signing under the TKO banner, which is a big deal because, one, it's a female, two, it's the first signing, and three, they let ESPN break the story of a signing. WWE usually doesn't have ESPN break stories or signings like this. The last big one was Rhea Ripley. Mm. Not Rhea, not Rhea Ripley. Um, Ronda, Ronda. Yeah, that's what I meant. Ronda. I was gonna say Rhea. I don't think it was Rhea. But... No, it was, it was Ronda Rousey when they the night after at the Royal Rumble they broke her news about her signing. So good for Jade. Everybody be nice about it. I've been seeing some people who have been dicks about it. Just be nice. Don't 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 be assholes. Everybody play nice with everybody else, and we'll all get along fine. Play nice, yes. Behave. But yeah, it's good to see. But them putting it out there and you know doing all the social posts, it's like okay, this is a big deal. I. I expect her maybe to be in the crowd on Saturday. It's entirely possible she could interfere because the thing with her is they can have her train at the PC and also appear on TV if they need to. Yeah, I would put her on NXT for a couple months just to get her feet wet. Just just to, you know, figure it out. Because the WWE style is different than the AEW style. And if you can get her on NXT TV for a couple months and then put her in, let's say, the Royal Rumble match and have her be dominant in that and kind of figure out her WrestleMania plan, I think you're good there. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think you're good as well. Plus, if she's working down at the PC and is on NXT TV, they have more time to practice the, the matches that you want to have for a debut and a successful debut. 
Agreed. So moving on from there, Undertaker is going down under, or rather going down on, Australia when WWE heads to Perth. With his one-man show. Yeah, he's going down uh, down under for the one-man show. They've not announced where or, or the dates, but he'll be with them. For the Elimination Chamber event, which has already have 80,000 pre-sale signings, sign-ups. That's insane. That's a lot. And there was speculation in the in, in, in a Australian newspaper. You know who may be on there? Who? Do you smell it? Hmm. They did Australia. He appears on one SmackDown, and the rumors are already speculating that The Rock is going to be down in Australia on the on the WrestleMania when he's not assigned to do anything. But the Australian well, newspapers are already like, "Hey, guess what? Dwayne, we well, can have, have a Dwayne." Dwayne, because Dwayne doesn't have anything else to do right now. The writer striker is at an end, but the actor strike is still going. So until SAG and the, and everybody works it out, Dwayne doesn't have anything really to do. So he very well could show up. No, I don't expect the the actor strike to last till January. I'm sure that it will get settled here very soon. Um, because I think the studios are very eager to get back to work. Um, because they obviously settled the writer strike. Yeah. And they 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 gave the writers what they wanted. So I imagine the actors probably will get something similar just because the studios are losing money hand over fist right now and the actors and they want the actors to get back to work. Yeah. So they can make the money up. Like, I think the studios have realized that, hey, it would have been cheaper to just get them what they wanted versus allowing the strikes to go because it's cost the studios way more money. Yeah. But. That is neither here nor there. I don't expect it to last till January, but it could. And Dwayne may need something to do. He could go to Australia. They could have worked that out while he was there, or maybe not. We'll have to see. Imag- but- imagine he hosts the uh, Elimination Chamber, and then that sets up the road to WrestleMania for him to appear. <gasps> oh my gosh. Because it would be... So one thing The Rock likes to do is f- first, and this would be the first big big event down in australia in a long time in front of possibly eighty thousand people i, think I mean that's a big show and i think Dwayne would be you know happy to do it the the travel no but <laughs> you know here we are we'll see we will in fact see so moving on from there becky lynch is writing a book she is Becky Lynch, the man, not your average girl. It'll be out. Is coming in, to soon. It'll be out in March, I believe, March twenty fourth, right before WrestleMania. Convenient. Convenient timing to have a book come out. So yeah, Becky Lynch, the man, not your average girl, coming soon. Pre sales available at Amazon.com. It'd be very, very curious to read, especially for her journey. Yeah, and it, this is a book written by her. This does not have a ghostwriter. This is her book. Which is cool. Yeah, like Mick Foley has like been proofreading it and stuff for her. Yeah. So it, it and we all know Mick's books where he just goes he hand wrote them all. Like legitimately hand wrote his own books originally. Not typed them. Wrote them in journals. Hey, it's all about the process. It is all about the process, yes. So I'll be excited to read that when it comes out. Maybe we'll get to read I mean, that's a possibility. We'll see. Uh, WWE announced today that it has agreed to a new media rights partnership in Japan with ABRMA that will see WWE's programming broadcast exclusively on the ABEMA platforms in Japan beginning in October of 2023. Raw and SmackDown will both broadcast free-to-air in Japan every week with Japanese commentary immediately following the first broadcast in the U.S. for the first time ever. 
Starting with Raw on Tuesday, October 3rd, and every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. local time, and SmackDown on Saturday, October 7th, and every Saturday night at 8 p.m. local time. Both weekly shows will also be available to watch on demand. The new agreement will also see NXT available to watch on demand in Japan, or in Japan, via video. Additionally, all WWE live events will air exclusively on the ABE. MA with all past editions of WrestleMania available to view on demand beginning October 1st. That's a lot. That is a lot. But that's that's big for them. They're now on broadcast television, free to air TV instead of a pay network. So it means the audience can grow, audience, more people can see the product in Japan. That's a good move for them. It's a really good move for them. That means potentially more money is coming their way, which is what they want. Yeah, exactly. More viewers, more eyeballs. Um, First step to bringing a big premium live event to Japan, having it on, you know, you have a, a TV, full TV agreement now. Well, the last one that they brought was Beast in the East. Yes. And that was a while ago, so... And that wasn't a, sit- that, that was, that was like a minor, like, here's, basically, it's a house show, but we showed it on the network, because we have the network. Yeah, but still, it's like, that was the last event, big event that they did in Japan, so the fact that they're looking to expand, expand globally... And they're taking Elimination Chamber down to Australia. You know, WrestleMania is not going to go, but maybe they could do a SummerSlam. Or a Fastlane or a Backlash or whatever. Yeah, to do it in Japan, that would be Be very, very, very cool. Yeah. So I think it's neat that they're looking to expand globally. I would, I will say this. I would not be surprised if WrestleMania does not go to Europe in the next two to three years. I think we're about four to five years away think could be but i think we're close i think at some point it will it will not be in the u.s it will go over to europe just because from a financial point of view it makes a lot of sense for them to do it because you have a lot of europeans and people from all over the world come to wrestlemania so if you take it to europe they will come and they will travel and it's all about europe wanting in london or whoever poning up the money because nobody's yeah. not going to go there and bring everything there for free they're going to want the country to pay for it. And yeah, for, it all, could, for all the costs. For all the costs, which is why Australia is getting one, because Australia probably paid good money to bring a premium live event. It's why Puerto Rico got a premium live event. The middle is just not going there for the, the shits and giggles of it. Is they're, they're getting money for it. Which is why WrestleMania gets a lot of money is because cities bid for it to have WrestleMania. So if... If London, say, wants WrestleMania, they're going to have to put on a really good bin to get it. And I'm sure they will. Let's see. NXT deadline is going to be on December 9th in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So NXT is going on the road. Yeah, they're going to continue going on the road. They're on the road this Saturday for No Mercy. I don't remember where exactly it is, but this is but the next premium live event for NXT. The final premium live event for World Wrestling Entertainment in 2023 will be NXT deadline. On December 9th, because the main roster is not doing one as of now. So that's a good filler. Yeah. I mean, I can't complain about that. Like, it makes me beyond happy that NXT is traveling again, that they're doing more again, because there for a while where they were just in the post-COVID era, where they were confined to just the performance center, and they were doing everything out of the performance center, it's like, oh. And they're in Bakersfield on Saturday. Which is good. Yeah, some West Coast so action. This, yeah, so it's good for, you know, the talent to get exposed to the travel, to get exposed to just everything, which is, and see if this is what they want to do. Which is what the plan was originally, and then COVID happened, and then everyone packed up their bags and stayed in Florida. And now they're back out on the road. Woo! And this will be the... If these go well and, and consistent, 2024 could possibly be the year they finally get out of the PC and take TV um, on the road. Which would be cool. Yeah, they'll probably run lower buildings, 
but it'll probably be in cities next to Raw. Or SmackDown, depending on who gets what. <laughs> but I'm just, in terms of, if it, if it stays the same schedule Monday, Tuesday, Friday, you would put it on wherever Raw is. Yeah. No, that makes the most sense. Because I think, at least from where, for when they have Raw and SmackDown, I think they have the building for at least maybe two days. Mm-hmm. Because you need one to come in and set up, even though they can all do it in a day, probably. But I think they probably bring everything on on Sunday and set it all up on Sunday and have it ready to go Monday and then break it all down Monday night and then leave Tuesday. All depends on, on the city and the, the arena availability. Yeah. I mean, they, they got it down pat. They've got a whole system, so they're good to go. Uh, WWE superstar Bianca Belair is joining forces with NBC Sports in their efforts to give fans an outlet for the Sunday Scaries. NBC Sports launched a nationwide series of Sunday night football watch parties aimed at offering fans a unique viewing experience as they watch the NFL's best on NBC and Peacock. The Sunday scaries are described as feelings of anxiety that occur every Sunday before the start of a new work week. A recent survey conducted on LinkedIn revealed that 80% of professionals experience the Sunday scaries with a peak between 8 and 9. This is the first ever time I've heard of something called Sunday scaries. I just thought that was I don't want to go to work. <laughs> I thought that's what that's what that was. Like this, I don't I wouldn't say I have anxiety per se. It's just like oh fuck, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. That's what that is. Especially if you're conducting the survey on LinkedIn. Hey, it is it is the place for business professionals <laughs> and people trying to scam you. There you go. <laughs> Moving on. But it's cool for Bianca. Yeah, it's great. No exposure for her. But yeah, it's we'll see how this goes. Moving on to the A of the E of the W's. Eddie Kingston signed for four more years. Four so good more, for him. Four more years. Four more... No, that's not how you want your chance for this. Congrats on him signing a four-year extension. He just won the ROH World Championships, and he'll be defending both championships this Sunday at Russell Dream, which means Lindsay gets to make more picks this weekend. <laughs> no. I don't want to. More picks. No! More picks. Speaking of, which means that the Excalibur Challenge returns this Saturday on CB Radio Live. No. By the way, I hope Eddie Kingston's back is feeling better. He's been having difficulty with it. He announced that he wasn't doing any more indies uh, for a while because I, his I, back is bothering him. And I also think that's part of his new four-year deal where he doesn't have to do as many indies. He got paid. Yeah, uh, the, but the, conveni- the convenience of, hey, I'm a double champion. And I got a new contract, but my back hurts. I mean, you know, when uh, you're carrying. When you're carrying, and you're, my back hurts, so I can't work your indie show right now. Maybe in the future, when I have less to do. Oh, wait, well, let me cash this check first. <laughs> right. So, an Adam Cole update. It's nasty. He has a broken ankle with torn ligaments, so he will have lots of time on his hands. So I expect him to be on Twitch twice. Quite a lot in the future. So I mean, it's did, have, it's, did ooh, see, it's bad. Did you see the pictures? Yes, I saw the pictures. People, people oh, out there thinking people think it's a work. Like he was the guy behind attacking. Um, who did Brent? Who did they attack? Um, Switchblade. Um, Jay White on uh, Wednesday. They're like, oh, it's Adam Cole and, and his cronies who did it. But he, he was legit in that cast. Like he had to cancel an actual independent match, his first independent match in forever. It's not a work. He, he legitimately broke his ankle. There's an X-ray of it. It shows it's broken. Yeah, Jay White. Like it's legitimately broken. So we can officially do. Let's let's get let's do this part. Bones breaking, backs cracking, shoulders snapping. It's this week's injury roundup. 
So we'll, we'll once again put Adam called Bebang on the list. Hashtag blame Brent. And since we're doing them, we can also say that Seamus has an injured shoulder. Hashtag blame Brent. And apparently it's not good. Apparently it's a bad shoulder injury. Hopefully he gets to feeling better, but uh, I think Seamus's days are... Winding down. Winding down, as it were. Because I know he has stenosis yeah. in his neck, and they've been kind of sort of like limping him along a little bit for years. That's why he's been in tag teams. That's why he hasn't been working as much, is because, you know, he has the spinal stenosis and he's trying to get it treated. I think he's trying to avoid doing the surgery until he's done. Yeah. But he he could be close, to, at least for in-ring. Like, I'm, you could keep him around as a personality or as a manager or whatever. Because Seamus is Seamus. We love Seamus. But in terms of in-ring, yeah. Yeah. I think I think he might be close to done. But we'll see. We'll see how he rehabs. Because he's kind of one of those that he doesn't necessarily have a ton of injuries, but when he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Yeah. So, best of luck to him and Adam Cole, and I hope they feel better. Um, in other news, because, wait, there's more. Um, no More Heels uh, has been canceled by Stars after two seasons. It's not too surprising. No. I think I think they kind of had to beg and borrow to get the second season. Now um, CM Punk really is out of a job. Um, but the show, even the, the show is officially done. Even the fake, fake wrestling show is done for him. Hey, hey, what? I, I, I was able to convince my dad to go to a pro wrestling show with me because of that show. Cause he worked on it. I thought that's great. But CM Punk can't even keep the fake, fake wrestling show deal. Maybe they could bring it back. I, I don't think they're bringing it back. Maybe somebody else will pick it up. Who? Netflix. Everyone's got it cost. No one's going to pick it up. Amazon. I didn't know. It's it's over. It's, rest, it's over. Rest in peace, heels. No, wrestling shows never last. Like, do you remember that WB show, Nikki? Nikki, or what was it called? Where she's like a Vegas showgirl and he's a professional wrestler. Oh, I don't remember that show. I don't know why it sticks out in my mind, but it sticks out in my mind. I thought it was a cool show, and it got canceled after like one or two seasons. Nikki. WB Wrestling. He's gonna Google it like on air. Uh, Nikki, it is an American sitcom television series that aired on the WB from October 8, 2002 to January 27, 2002. Nikki was a starring vehicle for Nikki Cock, who had previously starred in another WB sitcom, Unhappily Ever After, which she ran, which ran for five years. She was in Vegas, uh, living in Vegas with a professional wrestler named Dwight White. Yeah, the one with Nick Cox. Yeah. So it did, yeah. exi- it did exist. Never seen it. So here we it are. It was, like, yeah, like I just remember because it, it, it was a weird combination. Like she's a, she, he had a bright future and he marries her and her, his family hates her because, you know, basically they think she ruined future. So Tara, Lisa Marie Varama's on there, Fabius Moolah, Kevin Nash, Randy Savage, Drew Carey, another WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> The Blue Meanie, or some notable names that have appeared on that show. So, there you go. There you go. My brain does work sometimes, but goodbye, Heels. Thanks for the memories. Leave, uh, the, Impact leave, s- leave the memories alone. <laughs> Impact Sammy Callahan will be a free agent on September 30th, so in two days. So, appears he's going to be done with Impact Wrestling for the time few- being unless he signs a new deal but right now he's looking to diversify his portfolio and go elsewhere mm, interesting this and speaking of interesting this is definitely interesting the xfl and the usfl are intending to merge now this isn't too much of a surprise uh, because they were essentially doing the same thing yeah. and it makes sense 
that you have them come together because they're doing the same thing. They're fighting for TV space. Um, they're fighting for talent because the XFL is basically trying to hire people that didn't get drafted or are coming off the practice squads or coming off the teams. And the USFL was essentially doing the same thing. So this makes complete sense that they're going to merge. Um, also, I don't know how successful the XFL was in its reinvention once the Rock has taken over. They lost money, but they were, they were going to continue on. Same with the USFL, they were going to continue on. But if you can combine efforts and save some money and merge and kind of not have to, you know, spend twice the capital to do the same thing. And why if not? You, why not merge and, you know, instead of have eight teams, have 16 teams and kind of figure it out. Yeah. So good for them. It's a win-win. If, you're, if, if spring football is going to be a thing, this is the only way it had to happen. Because if they stayed on mm-hmm. their own, it wasn't going to work long term for either side. Because there's just not enough money there. No. No. I mean, it, it. like, unfortunately for the XFL and the USFL, there just aren't enough teams. There's not enough way to, like, really market it. So, like, you... Like you said, with 16 teams, potentially if you combine, you have more of a chance. You can make it more diversified. You can make it more interesting. That take, You know, you can have it be more localized, depending on where the teams are. Because the XFL teams, they're kind of in weird places. It's some decent markets. Let's go around. It's some decent markets. Like, they did a better job, I think, of picking the markets. They had Washington. Just go around. They had, they had DC. They had Seattle. They had the Texas market. They had some decent ones. Um, so, we'll see. We will see. And this is a sad one, um, and it came really kind of out of the blue, uh, but Epic Games announced that they were going to lay off 16%, that's about 900 jobs, um, from their workforce. They did it yesterday and today, I believe. This morning. This morning. They made the announcement yesterday, and then they did the thing today. So here's an email that, here was an email that was sent out this morning from Tim Sweeney. As we shared earlier, we are laying off about around 16% of our Epic employees. We're divesting Bandcamp and spinning off most of Super Awesome. For a while now, we've been spending way more money than we've earned. Investing in the next evolution of Epic and growing Fortnite as a metaverse-inspired ecosystem for creators. I've long been optimistic that we could power through this transition without layoffs, but in retrospect, I see this was unrealistic. While Fortnite is starting to grow again, the growth is driven primarily by creator content with significant revenue sharing. And this is is a lower margin business than we had when Fortnite Battle Royale took off and began funding our expansion. Success with the creator ecosystem is a great achievement, but it means a major structural change to our economics. Epic folks around the world have been making ongoing efforts to reduce costs, including moving to net zero hiring and cutting operations spending on things like marketing and events. Get to that in a second. But we still end up far short of financial st- sustainability. We concluded the layoffs. The layoffs are the only way and that doing them now and on this scale will stabilize our finances. We're also making some diversitures. Bandcamp is joining SongTrader, a music marketplace company supporting artists Super Awesome advertising business will become an independent company under the Super Awesome brand led by the current CEO. Kids web service, parent verification, and consent management tools that will remain part of it. Saying goodbye to people who have helped build Epic is a terrible experience for all. Consolation is that we're adequately funded to support laid-off employees. We're offering a severance package that includes six months base pay and in the U.S., Canada, Brazil, six months of Epic paid health care. We're offering a to accelerate people's stock option vesting schedule through the end of 2024 and giving two additional years from today to exercise the options. 
in the U.S. were also offering to invest any unearned profit sharing from their 401k and will provide benefits including career transition services and visa support where we can. For those still with Epic, you'll hear more from our senior leadership about the path forward for your team. Epic's prospects for the future are strong. We have an amazing game experience across multiple platforms we've built. The best engine in the world will hosting Unreal Fest next week to bring the community together and spotlight things they are building with Unreal Engine and UEFN. Creators are making a living building for the Fortnite ecosystem with the thir- time with time in third-party games now exceeding first-party. We're cutting costs without breaking development or our core guidelines, core lines of business so we continue to focus on our, our ambitious plans. About two-thirds of the layoffs were in teams outside of core development. Some of our products and initiatives will land on schedule, and some may not ship when planned because they are under-resourced for the time being. We're okay with the schedule trade-off. It means holding, to our, holding on to our ability to achieve our goals, get to the other side of profitability, and become leading a leading metaverse company, Tim Sweeney. So you remember the thing about not mar- about marketing and events? So they're holding on RealFest. Right, uh-huh. which is bringing all like the UAFN creators and doing it's a big conference that's happening in New Orleans. Then they're having FNCS in um in Germany all this month, so those are going to be really rousing places. Hey, we just laid off sixty percent of the people. Let's have a party in New Orleans. Oh, epic! Just epic things. Just epic things. I mean, you hate to hear that. You hate that people are getting laid off, especially sixteen percent of the workforce. Like that's. That's a chunk. It is. That's 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 a very very sizable chunk. So I'm very very sorry to everybody that has been let go because, of, like Rock said, it was mainly like community managers and marketing. Uh, there were some game designers, some character designers as well that were let go. Um, environment designers, I believe, as well, which is never good that you're seeing those people get let go. Um, and a lot of that does have to do that they are relying very heavily on UEFN for content in the game because they're switching more on and leaning more on creative. So they're allowing those creators to build maps, essentially. Yep. Um, and all, all leaning the, on them to... All the red versus blues. All the red versus blues. And they're le- that's what they're leaning on for the game. So it's like, we, you know... They aren't going to focus on the Battle Royale as much in terms of the aesthetics anymore. They're just going to kind of sort of, I think, push it along, as it were. It'll be a, it'll be a focus, but it will. it's not going to be the revenue source it once was. They're driving revenue. Creative will drive some of the revenue. Would you like to hear a hilarious story? Mm. This is from someone who was let go earlier today. Mm-hmm, okay. We aren't even able to access the email that had all the information about the layoffs and severance and who and how to c- contact with questions because they sent it to our work emails, which we don't oh. have which we don't have access to anymore. LMAO. Oh no, that sounds about right. I, oh god, that sucks. Ah. <sighs> God, don't cut them off right away. At least give them, you know, give them a day. Give them a day. God damn. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. I was like, oh, epic. But yeah, so they're focusing. Battle Royale will always be Battle Royale. It's not going anyway. We have they have Chapter Five coming. There's this whole mystery season coming for a month. There's stuff planned. There's a Lego collaboration in the, in the near future. Like Battle Royale is gonna be fine. It's gonna be still the core. of of Fortnite, but how you're pushing things, it's going to be creative and it's giving people other opportunities and kind of making their own worlds and, and what have you. It's called. Well, the, I mean, it's called they gave up too much, be, too big of a piece of pie, and now they're regretting it. That's kind of yeah, part of it. They're they're regretting life choices. I mean, let's all be honest. Let's talk about the state of Fortnite right now. 
part of what they're dealing with as well is I think some of the core that has been playing it might be aging out, might not just decide they don't want to play it anymore because you and I have had this conversation, at least to us. Fortnite doesn't hold the same appeal that it used to. It's not as fun as it used to be, right? And it could be that maybe we're both burnt out on Battle Royale. It could be that we're just, we're just not enjoying what they're offering. But I doubt we're the only ones that feel like that. And so it's like to keep people in the game, to keep people to continue to use it, it's here's other things you can do, right? You keep them in the same ecosystem. Yeah, it's like you can go and you can get experience. And that's part of it is you get more experience in creative than you can in the regular game. So if you're looking to level, you go in creative. You don't go in the regular game because you can get insane amounts of XP in creative. And on top of that, depending on what maps you play and what maps you use, you don't have to worry about getting smacked around by a bunch of kids. Who do the gritty on you. Oh my god, the kids love to do the gritty. Did you know that? They like to do the gritty wearing the Skull Trooper and the anime skins and oh, the condom skin. And it's something that it's like, you know, honestly, <laughs> if they would just make Fortnite a single player where I could go in and do my challenges, I'd be all about that shit. Because yeah, that's the most frustrating thing, is you expect me to go in and do specific challenges while dealing with all the Battle Royale bullshit? Like, that's getting tired, and that's getting old. It is getting old. So, it's, oh, yeah. I think... Star Wands. Oh, can't yeah, for- the Star Wands. How can we forget the Star Wands? Can't forget about the Star Wands. No, can't forget about them. Them but it's them and they're that's a problem that they're facing as well. And also it's, at least to me, I wish they would restabilize the game in the sense that it's you stop changing the weapon pool every single season. Oh, God. And that's the other thing. I love the collabs. I think they're great. But they need to stop putting in the over- overpowered special weapons, at least for entire seasons. Limited times are fine. Two weeks is fine. But the season with the Kame about broke me. In terms of Fortnite, there was a point where I just refused to play it because it wasn't fun. It wasn't, you know, and there was the other season that it's like at the end, there was the Kame, there was the Spider-Man gloves, there was the Kinetic Blade, and just nobody's fighting. And I know part of that is a skill issue, but nobody's fighting. Everybody's just flipping around and using Kames, and that's how they're winning games. And it's like, that's not what this started as. But that's, so where, it's we're, like that's where we're at. Is what made is you take it back. I'm going to get on that boat. I'm going to ride that train. You take it back. You take all the special shit out, right? You take your Kames, you take your lightsabers, you take them out. And if you have to have them, you put them in a special mode. That's great. That's not going to sell for anyone. <laughs> it's not going to sell for anyone, but it's... take Or give us Boomer Fortnite. You know what? Just give me fucking Boomer Fortnite. They did, and then no one played it. What was it? The creative maps that people did of Chapter 1. People them. played it, but they were glitchy. Yeah, that too. Like, Epic basically shut them down. Yeah. That was that was the big part of it. People were playing them, but they were glitchy, and Epic shut them down. But it's, for those of us that don't want to deal with the bullshit and just want to fight, give us Boomer Fortnite. Just give it to me. Also, Green Bay's making a comeback. See, I told you. I told you. It was the magic combination. They're making they a could comeback. Brady this. They could, in fact, Brady this. But I think that's all we have for the news. Quite a lot of news tonight. Indeed. That we're going to, so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to be having our discussion. What does end of a chapter, a new era begins, mean to you and to us? We're going to talk all about it. So you're listening to The Rack right here on WalterRadio.com. And we'll be right back.
Are you following us on twitch.tv slash WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. It's the easiest way to help support us for free. Every Sunday night, the evolution continues with Wrestle Talk Radio, giving you all the latest happenings in sports entertainment. With the intern, the producer, the original Tim Stein, and sometimes, a K-Sheep. It's WTR Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain, only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. This just into the CB Radio News Desk. Sources have confirmed that CB Radio is on the road to 800 episodes. Are these the same sources that confirmed that Fuzzy Wuzzy is a bear and that CB Radio moved an hour earlier? Correct. These sources have confirmed that CB Radio will be hitting the 800 milestone very soon. But when? Sources say that barring any last-minute changes to the schedule, CB Radio will hit episode 800 on October 21st. That's amazing! Sources also say that you will all need to tune in Saturday night, October 21st, live at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash WTR live to celebrate 800 episodes of your only excuse to be home on a Saturday night. There has been no excuses before to miss it, why start now? CB Radio, live, October 21st along the airwaves of the Wild Talk Radio Network. Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Rack Radio Show. And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw Post Show goes live. You want to hear a story? Give me a hell yeah! Join and Sir Rockin' as they give their opinions on what they liked. What? What they didn't like. What? And what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights. What? 11 p.m. Eastern. What? Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And that's the bottom line. Go, 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 Simpson. And this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins, and you're listening to the Rap Radio Show. Welcome back to the Rec right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. 
And if you're listening to us over on rockradioshow.com, wildtalkradio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way. You have two days left on September before it's gone. And then you have to pay full price. So get your discount while you can still get your discount because once October comes, it's gone. You can also listen, you know, here. You can follow the channel. You can hang out and chat. You can listen to the archive. We're happy to have you any way we can get you. And with that, a discussion. Indeed, a discussion. I'm going to let you introduce it because you proposed this topic, so go ahead. So chat, earlier, it was last week, Tony Khan decided to make a statement via a commercial he aired on his television program. Here's the statement. You won't want to miss AEW WrestleDream, as we'll end a chapter in wrestling history and begin a new era in AEW, live on pay-per-view, next Sunday night, October 1st. An end of a chapter, start of a new era, is the tease. Interesting. He was asked about these comments and what it would mean on a conference call earlier this week, and basically did not, didn't want to elaborate, says it will drive people to buy the pay-per-view on Sunday. One of the ridiculous rumors that were out there was that he was buying New Japan Pro Wrestling, which he has denied that he's doing. But why would you announce it if he, Could he be buying New Japan? Yeah, anything's possible. He was, he's not going to do that. But the question is, what does it mean? What will it mean for AEW? Why would you tease it? Is it just hyping up PR to make people interested in your event? Which is a Tony Khan thing. He has a huge announcement every other week to, to drive ratings, so now he's trying to p- drive pay-per-view buys because All Out was lower than expected. Because, you know, you're doing a pay-per-view right after All In. Kind of, you know, will hurt things, but that's beside the point. One of the things I proposed, and I'm going to propose it to you, Lindsay, is... Is this the official closing of the CM Punk era? Closing that chapter and moving on to a new era? Possibly a rated R era? With the signing of the man formerly known as Edge, a.k.a. Adam Copeland. I think for sure it is the closing of the chapter with CM Punk. I think in that instance, Tony has moved on from that, hopefully. I think he's learned a very valuable lesson from that, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure you would announce that publicly, but obviously saying that we're closing a chapter, that could be that could be indicative of... Basically, he's ready to move on. He's ready to move the company on. You know, it's like we made a lot of changes for Punk. We did a lot of concessions for Punk. We're getting rid of them. We're going to kind of close that jo- close that door, as it were, open a new door, and we're going to move forward from everything that has happened over the past two years with Punk. Um, so I think it's entirely possible. I I wonder if something isn't going to happen to ROH. That's another idea. Are we merging them? But is there going to, are they going to fold Ring of Honor into AEW officially? Since you know we've been seeing a lot more ROH t- titles on the line at, at AEW pay per views lately. Because I don't know if the, the ROH thing has been working as intended. I think the intention with ROH was always to get it a TV deal. Whether it was streaming or whether it was traditional television, the intent was always, I think, that he would buy ROH, he would fix it up, as it were, and he would put it on TV and he would run it as a second brand with AEW. I think that was always the intention. And when he could not get the TV deal for ROH, they made it work. They figured it out. They mixed ROH into the product. They kind of made 
sort of rampage and collision, I think, this more ROH-based shows, and then they have your regular TV product in Dynamite, where AEW gets more focused. Like, they try to balance it. And they have but the, it, they have Ring of Honor on, on Honor Club, the TV show. So it's something that they've made it work, they've tried to make it work, but it's you look at the numbers for TV, and you look where the focus is for TV, and, well, I'm sure WWE, or WB, not WWE, but WB is pleased... Discovery is pleased with the overall outcome. They're always looking to increase viewership, increase marketing sales, increase all of that. And that falls on Tony to put together a product that people want to watch. And on especially Saturdays, which is quite frankly a very shit slot that they have for Collision, they're not doing numbers. The viewership has dropped significantly. They're lucky if they break 400k, I think. They're averaging, they're averaging 400 to 500k right now. Which is... Solid, but not great. It's solid, it's not great. It could always be better. It could always do better. And when you look at AEW's overall numbers, where they're doing, I think Dynamite's doing right around eight to 900k consistently in the ratings, and you see the Saturday show's only doing half of that. Yeah. By the way, speaking of that, TBS likes to put up, you know, even though the number was like 956,000 people was the ratings number, there was 2.8 million people who watched it in the L plus 3 category, which means just any person who watched a minute of the show in these five hours that it aired, oh god, it's like, no, that's not the number anyone bases anything off of. But anyway beside the point they could ring of honor was an experiment he bought it to just buy it for the library and he couldn't sell a library couldn't sell ring of honor to tv which is part of the problem and with cm punk now leaving the ratings for collision are going to just stabilize under 500 probably by no matter whether what it is whether it's football season or not so that that's one thing like and we'll get back to Edge in a second. So, closing of the Punk chapter is one thing. Adding, say, merging Ring of Honor and AEW. I don't know that's a hook for a pay-per-view, though. It's basically Tony Khan making a surprise announcement without them saying Tony Khan making a surprise announcement. Because I think I think even AEW realizes that there for a minute it was getting kind of ridiculous. And it's at this point, it's a meme. It's laughed at. It really is. And it doesn't... It, it doesn't do anything for anybody when they say, Tony has an announcement. Like, we all sit here and we're like, okay, right? Like, that's, it's a joke at this point. He has it to, doesn't he has carry to, any weight. He has to pull things out of his ass to make it seem better. Um, yeah. So, that's one thing. So, then going with a streaming deal. I don't think that's another hook for pay-per-view either. Like, that's a TV announcement. That's well, a, it's a press release. It's a press release. But for them, it's a big deal because it's historic for the company in the sense that this is the very first time this will happen for them. So in that sense, it is pay-per-view worthy because it's, it's historic. AEW programming is now available on HBO Max you can or on Max, whatever the fuck it's called. And it's also good PR for WWE for WB and for Discovery and for everybody involved that Tony goes out there and says, hey, you can now watch on our shit on Max. Go subscribe. And if you use code whatever, you get some sort of deal for doing it. And it could be that AW might get a kickback for however many subscribers they can sign up. And that's why they're doing this is it's promotional. It's, hey, this is what's going on. Rather than just releasing a press release, it's let's, you're going to have a live audience. Let's take advantage of this. Let's promo it. It's marketing. So let's do it. Some of the lower end things would be a formation of a stable. We saw Jay White get attacked and maybe that's 
oh my god it's this new era this new it's the new world order taking over oh my god this new this new group no that that would be a low end like this is not a new era thing it was creation of a stable but if you bring in people like edge or adam copeland former guest of the show and mercedes wonderful Mo- human being wonderful human being and mercedes monet together at the same time that would be the changing of a guard that would be the shift in momentum that in a way would be hype of a new era you're bringing in one of the legends of the business and one of the biggest stars currently in mercedes for the female side to me that's a big hype announcement but i don't know if it's new era worthy it's it, it's like a new era worthy it's, such, it's like that's such a it's a term where you have to have something major and if he doesn't do anything all at all if it's just a normal 15 match show on sunday i think it's like 10 matches brent can confirm or deny what the number is and it's probably still growing as we talk oh no god because there's still two more shows before they announce something um if it's just pay-per-view hype and it's like hey this is just russell dream this is just us promoting talking about a show and nothing really happens, then you're the boy who qu- cried wolf at that point. Which, honestly, would that, that would not be the first time Tony's done that. No, but this is the first time he's used it in marketing in terms of pay-per-view. And now you're getting people to spend 40 to $50 on giving them, here's great wrestling, but hey, we said new era, what's the new era? Because of the, like you could talk about these things, but if you had a major world title online and you crowned a brand new champion, that would be something. But guess what their world champion is doing? Wrestling Why? a handicap match. Because Adam Cole, baby, got hurt. I mean, Edge is on the man. I mean, Edge is on the back end of his career, so him debuting in AEW is a news, in my opinion. Would probably be there for a year or two before retiring. We thought that about Sting, and how many years has Sting been there? But they've been very careful, kind of with no, Sting. Yeah, and using him, but then he decides to jump off the top rope at sixty something years old through tables. So I, I didn't say I said kind of. I didn't say completely. I understand that. But, like, ten matches, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be 13 because, you know, it's the AEW number. Um, usually. Why? Because they want to torture us and make us watch 13 wrestling matches in one night. It's a pain. And you don't watch it, so... You yeah, but I still have to pick it, and I don't know who anybody <laughs> is. And that's what Google's for. Or just randomly picking names. At this point, it's just randomly I mean, picking it's, it's names. It's more normal. That's what we all do, usually. Um, when I watch the product, I still just randomly pick names. Uh, but yeah, it's... I don't know. There's expectations for Sunday. I kind of think he has to deliver something. I, but I'm with LeMans in a way. It's like, Edge, Edge is a big deal because... He's a star. He'll bring name value to to the program. Bigger, like, this is going to say something. They have to replace CM Punk. They do. In terms of the Saturday Night um, marquee name, you have to replace CM Punk. You have to do something because Collision, I think, was sold around the idea that Punk was going to be on it. He was going to be the star. He was going to lead it. And he was going to be the ratings draw. And unfortunately, you do not have a replacement for him as far as I'm aware, in the AEW roster. So Tony has to do something to make up for the fact that he was more or less forced to fire his biggest star in the company, on the whole, in Punk. And I'm sure that did not go over well with WB and Discovery in the sense that it's like, hey, what the hell? Um, So he's probably trying to make it seem like for them, oh, this is a big deal, this is a big thing. You know, we're closing the chapter, we're, we're you know, he's basically trying to sell it of... We're going to do something. 
to make this big. Edge would be huge. Um, I think Mercedes Monet would be good, but also at the same time, she's already kind of shown up in the company. So it's pretty much inferred that once she's healed, yeah, she's she's gonna come in. Like I think we've all pretty much made that leap. So I don't know if that would be as big of an announcement. It'd still be very cool. Um, but it's something that you know, with her, we've already seen her. Edge would be a huge surprise, but also Edge is just someone you just kind of have him show up, right? You don't announce that he's signed. You just quite literally have Edge roll up and be he's and he just rolls up on somebody and he's like, hi. I live here now. And that's how you kind of have Edge show up. Like, I think in terms of an announcement on this scale, it's got to be either like a streaming thing. It's got to be, I mean, I, I would hate to say that they're losing a TV show, but maybe they could, he's like, we're going, we're getting a third hour and collisions merging into Rampage or it's merging into Dynamite. Now Dynamite will be three hours and collision goes away. I don't think that's um, a thing though. We're closing the book on not doing touring and we're going to start doing touring. Um, more than what we already have, or we're going to start doing house shows. Um, something where I feel like it might be a business update versus a, like, talent update, if that makes sense. That makes sense, but they've already tried some of that and kind of failed, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hope for Tony's sake it's not basically a whammy. I hope it's something big. I hope it's something that everybody's going to be like, oh my god, that's so cool because, like I said, at this point the Tony Khan announcement is a joke. It's memed. It's laughed at. It's like, oh hey, you know... Tony has an announcement. They need a ratings boost. Like that's what it is. It's Tony has an announcement, so they're trying. They're trying to get that ratings boost. Um, and nobody really cares because, as we've seen, the Tony Khan announcements have stopped doing the ratings boost. So I hope for his sake, because they're doing it on a pay per view, that it is something special. It is something important. Um, and it's not just a, oh hey, we're gonna do this, <laughs> and it's just bullshit. Right? Like, nobody wants that for him. Um, Because I think, you know, in the end of the day, AEW being around is good for competition. It's good for WWE. It pushes wrestling as a whole, especially in terms of competition now for talent, right? Because now we've had Jay Cargill go to WWE. We've had Cody Rhodes go to WWE. We've seen WWE talent go over to AEW and have varying levels of success there. But they've still gone. Yeah. It's good for the talent. It's good for the business on the whole. Um, so you don't want to see anything that would potentially negatively impact that in the sense of a lot of us. Oh, God. A lot of us who watched Impact and the saga that has been Impact and its ups and its downs and its trials and its tribulations. And same thing with ROH, where we all wanted them to we all wanted them to be the alternative. We all wanted competition for WWE. And neither one of them could make it happen. Yeah. They tried really, 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 really hard, but in the end, could not make it happen. And so I think for us, it's like to have a competition for WWE where it pushes them in a sense is good. So you want Tony to be successful in that sense. Now, do I want him to be successful that he runs WWE out of business? No, because then we go back to right where we were. Yeah, and, and where a- a- it's only not, one. AEW is not going to do that. But we'll see, we'll see Sunday what his announcement is. We will see. So best of luck to him. Hopefully it's something big and important and and people do not make fun of him. Indeed. But I think that does it for us. What do you think? It does. Programming announcements. No Fortnite with friends because we're watching NXT No Mercy on Saturday. Programming announcement. No show on Sunday because we're watching 
Um, Russell Dream. But Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, with another edition of Steve Burrito. Live at 11.30 p.m. Eastern, love. Interns Corner of the Excalibur Challenge and Expert NFL Picks this Saturday, 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Monday night, it's the Raw Post Show, 11 p.m. Eastern. Followed by Steve Burrito, not so live. Live, recapping Russell Dream right after the Raw Post Show. We'll be next, next Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern for another edition of Rack. We'll be previewing Fast Lane next Thursday. Rack Radio Show on all social media platforms or wherever you get your podcasts, just search the Rack Radio Show. It's at Wild Talk Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network Chat. If you have that Amazon Prime link, you switch accounts called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangle above on the screen. September ends on Saturday. 25% off subs and stuff going on, gifted subs, all the things. September, available now. You can also use credit code RocketSock or... Lynn's M. Ward. In the Fortnite Items Shop or Epic Game Store. Why? Because we are hashtag Epic Partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Lynn's Ward, L-E-N-S-W-D. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Lynn's Ward, where I stream Kitchen Impact and Honkai Star Rail. So right now we are working on the 4.1 Archon Quest. Yes, Genshin just had a banner flip. We did, in fact, get Hydro Daddy. I'm so excited about that. Uh, we're working on building him, we're working on leveling him, and we are working on the Archon Quest associated with um, the brand new chapter. And oh boy, are they a doozy so far. Uh, so if you want to hang out, you can come follow the channel, twitch.tv slash and we can, you know, play Genshin Impact together. Or when I run out of content for Genshin, we'll play Honkai Star Rail. You know, it's whatever. Just follow me there. You can follow me on Twitter at Lensward, L-N-S-W-D, and you can follow me over on TikTok, Lensward Zero, and you can check me out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at symbolensward. Lensward.recreatioshow.com or just look for Lensward on the YouTubes. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the things. Um, and while you're on YouTube doing things, go to youtube.com slash mbg1211. That's mbg films or good buddy Matt. Go like, subscribe, tell him his content is awesome because he's a wonderful person and we love him. So for Rock, I'm Lizzie Ward. You've been listening to the Rock right here on wildtalkradio.com and we will see you later. Bye. <laughs>